The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol, or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favorite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Previously on Fantastic Forum. We have a mediocre show for you today. Again, Larry's not here. Rich Hex yeah. got some attitude. Look, I'm sure we're going to find Heck trying to bribe Harvard to get his kids in. The Joker in it looks like Jay Leno with green hair. Uh. <laughs> I wish they would have got Jay Leno to voice him. So you could be like, eh, gonna do it. It, do it with a it, smile. Come on, Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Look at my I, cars. Yeah, Fuck Batman. We, we could fight, but yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't need my Joker like that. Thank you. I see you like cars. I like cars too. Yeah. He was being slow about it. He only came uh, one time. They had Defenders number one blank cover for 10 bucks, and the cover price was three ninety nine. And they're like, oh, the blank cover's cost for like, Go f*** yourself. <laughs> you should have been like, there's nothing there. Tune in to Fantastic Forum Live, Wednesday nights, 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific, on allgames.com. Pretty cool. I got the keys ready to come in. You know, the music. Tony. Totally. What is his name's Tony? Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melancholy. Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play little dude instead. Man's a hero! Let's see what Spider Man number one looks like. I guarantee you, Blake Lowe is actually shot. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum! Assemble! You're listening to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum coming to you live and direct from All Games Studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. On Skype, he is our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. What's up? Next, he is our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the cowl. He is our resident Dark Knight detective. He is Oz. Who is this man introducing me? I don't recognize the voice. What? <laughs> also, we have the backbone, the pillar, the strength, the fantastic form, our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. I just did my taxes. <laughs> Maga. <laughs> <laughs> 
As for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mayor Young. This is Fantastic Forum. We've got a great show for you today. Uh, we're going to bring you a, a couple reviews. Uh, we're going to talk about Beelzebub's, and we're also going to talk about the Life is Strange comic book. We're also going to talk a little bit about Wolverine the Long Night, and uh, we also have a few other things that we're going to make sure we drop into the show for you, along with the latest news and whatever else it is you all want to talk. So, But first, before we do all that, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course you all, the All Games community, for allowing us this time equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. And we also like to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. Their LA is in the South Bay's best comic book store. You can get all your comic book needs met there. All you got to do is give them a call at 310-538-3198. Indeed, just like that. If you want to get down with Fantastic Forum, we got a couple ways for you to do it. Here's how. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. Indeed. Tiger Claws joined the party. He said, what's up, Fantastic Forum? Today is a huge celebration. We all waited for this day to come for many, many, many years. Fantastic Four and the X-Men are finally home. What? Yeah. It's not that great. <laughs> Why is it not that great? Well, like, we're going to get a PG-13 Deadpool, and then we're going to get scrolls that are, like, victims and nice people to fight the Fantastic Four. I mean, I see, I don't see it that way. Of course you don't. Like, yeah. No, 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 because here's the thing. Uh, I think that we're going to get some, like, we'll finally get a Fantastic Four movie that's worthy of the comic. And I can already see, I I can already see, like, Disney's Fantastic Four. They're going to be christening Franklin Richards and Annihilus is going to be his godfather. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I think that, uh, and for those of you listening, we're going to have a a few uh, Captain Marvel spoilers here. So, you know, forgive us. Plug your plug your ears, plug your virgin ears if you haven't seen Captain no, Marvel. No, don't yet. spoil it. What's, though, though what's I left do to spoil? figure though though I do figure that probably most people that are listening to the show have probably seen Captain Marvel by now. Probably. But anyway, um while while Marvel definitely, you know, plays counter to our expectations of the Captain Marvel movie. And the scrolls aren't the villains that they are in the comic. That doesn't mean you can't have Super Scroll. It just means that he would be. He's gonna be Captain uh, America of the Scroll people. Why would he be Captain America of the Scroll people? Like he's gonna be their super soldier that's gonna help fight their Kree Nazis. No, that's what I'm saying. He could still be a villain. He's just the exception and not the rule. Yeah, well. And that's that sounds that, that sounds a, amazing too. That would be a great first villain for the Fantastic Four to fight. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, obviously, we've had two times where they've messed up Doctor Doom, and it's like, hey, you know, in 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 the hands of Marvel Studios, where you have can have a, a bit more faith that things are going to go better. I have no more know, faith. Let, let let's just lead up to Doom. Are we sure yeah. that those girls aren't the exception? I mean, I'm pretty sure if if they're like well. Again, they did Marvel differently too. So he's essentially the one that was supposed to. Well, she is the one that's supposed to eradicate him, and then she decided not to. Yeah. Then it's like it must be that they're all. She's basically the Silver Surfer. Why? Why is she the Silver Surfer? Like, because it's like you know, she, they sent them. They sent them to Earth to eradicate the planet, and and, and then he 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 liked the people. They're all you know. And then he spared Earth. 
He went against. No, but what I'm asking is, do we know that <laughs> these scrolls aren't like the exception? Right. Like the few the good, good ones, scrolls, but there's yeah. like a whole planet of evil ones. I doubt it. I mean, the 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 thing is. The way well, I know there's doubt. Oh, go ahead. I said the way that they told the story was like the Kree were kind of hunting them down. Yeah, but that was from um, a scroll's point of view. Guys, you? No, it's from <laughs> it's from the the Star Force point of view. Yeah, like I mean, if you're, yeah, I don't know. You go ahead, it just Bill. seems like uh, there could be like. The evil scrolls that they're hunting down, and the upper breast doesn't care if they're good scrolls. So they happen to come across a faction of, or non-aggressive scrolls, I should say. But that doesn't mean there's not a planet full of evil scrolls. Not necessarily. I mean, I mean the way they've told the are, movie, there aren't. The way they told the movie, how do we know that Marvel didn't isn't actually a bad one? You know what I mean? Right. And, that's what I mean. That too. I mean, yeah. you can have two bad guys fighting each other. True. I guess it's yeah, the I mean, movie's fault for not making that clear. Huh? And I mean, of course, the refugees are only going to tell like their side. They're not going to talk about if there's a, like a whole other planet of evil scrolls. They're not going to bring them up because they're looking for sympathy. I guess when it's a movie's job to tell you the story and they don't tell you, you just go by what they tell you. <laughs> Well, I mean, the the movie tells you the story that they're trying to tell. And so it's like, if if I understand that it's like maybe, or at least I, to my memory, I don't know that it necessarily <coughs> spells out, oh, all scrolls are benevolent, you know, or most scrolls are benevolent. But, you know, it, it, it sure didn't, like by the time you get to the end, it doesn't make it seem as though the scrolls are necessarily trying to fight a war. They're just trying to like not get eradicated. Yeah, also yeah, but like I said, they're only going to tell their side of the story. But the Cree don't deny it. Like it's not like it's not like Yon uh, Rog at any points. Like no, you don't understand. Like these guys just you know, <laughs> you know he doesn't try to plead his he more just as like hey you know what like we do what we do. Well, I mean if the whole planet is bad, then you might not care whether or not there's one sect of them that aren't. I mean you're trying to eradicate all of them. But what I'm saying so it's is kind of like the gray, like they're both like the scrolls are evil, the Kree are kind of evil, but it's more like a they're just trying to eradicate all scrolls. And just because there's like a group of good scrolls doesn't stop their mission. Like they want to wipe out all the scrolls because the majority of them are evil. And these guys, well, we're wiping them out also because they're scrolls. But he could have explained that to Carol, right? I mean, he was kind of arrogant. Like, I, I feel like that one might have been above him. Well, no, I mean, if he's trying to use Carol, too, like, he would definitely want to explain that. Maybe. You know, and I mean, may, you know, it is possible that, yeah, he doesn't want to. But at that point, we're kind of like, you know, it, it seems like it would be more likely for him to be like, hey, no, we're at war for them for, for a reason. And it's this, <laughs> you know, maybe. But but yeah, you're not you're definitely not going to convince most people that, well, you have to understand that most of them are bad. So they all have to go. Like, mm -hmm. that's not going to that's not going to work for most people yeah. at least most these people most I mean, people with a capital m and o <laughs> i know the cree most of them the ones we see at least are really kind of stuck up and i know a lot of them don't like her just because she's human or at least a, a couple of the ones they show us mm -hmm. don't like her because she's human so i don't know and i'm not saying you guys are wrong but i'm just saying We're maybe right. <laughs> no Honestly, you guys are probably are. I was more just looking for a, if there was something I missed, where they definitely say that there's no planet of evil scrolls. While we're on the subject, how many glowing fists out of five would you guys give it? Uh, I, I liked it a lot. I'd give it four. <laughs> 
Of course he did. I, I, there's no, like, what's not to like? Did you hear last week's episode? I didn't. Oh, all right. Hell, you. I, I would love to hear what you guys don't like about Look, it. It's in the archive. You should have been there. Word. I, I couldn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. It definitely takes a lot of liberties, but at Look, this time. That's an understatement, dude. Well, like, they the literally thing. created a new character and just labeled it Captain Marvel. Um. Now, when you say when you say that, you're talking about Marvel. No, there's no Marvel Captain Marvel in this movie. Okay, so you're talking about Carol, like Carol Danvers. Yeah, like they just gave her Carol Danvers. That could have easily been a new cinematic universe character. I mean, it. I, like, I don't think. No, nah, I don't think that's true. It's because... a totally different origin. It's a different mentor. Same name. But it's a different it's a different like it like, might as well be like an age of apocalypse thing or something, you know? See, I, I would disagree with that though, because I think that the outside of the, the gender swap, um well, well, the, pa- the, look, the way she got her powers. She's powered by the space stone. Powered by the space stone. Did oh, you not watch the, the movie? Because it's the, the Tesseract or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but I no, I don't I because here's the thing. It's like it's not like it, it's the explosion from the engine interact, which they I understand they use that as the power source, but it's, I think it's more of the the engine explosion, which is kind which of did what? along. But what did it do? Huh? What did it do when it exploded? The energies from the engine went through. And where does the engine get its energy? Yeah, okay, that's the power source, but that doesn't mean that it's the same thing. That's the energy that came out. It's even the same color. Yeah, I don't think it's the same, Mo. So, oh, so, so it is the same as her swapping uh, or mingling genetics with Marvel. Well, how does she mingle genetics with Marvel in the comics? Do you remember? Do you remember the? Yeah, do you remember the origin? They fucked, and he loses her his DNA in her. No. Look, there, I said you should have been in the last episode because we needed your input on things that I wasn't clear on. It's now, like get, a, it's literally a machine that explodes while the two of them are near each other. That is bestows part of his power in her. Right, but that's not what happened in this movie. Well, not not exactly in the sense. I mean, that, it's not what happened. Like they didn't swap. They didn't. He didn't. He or she didn't share powers with Carol. But part of like the idea is that part of the the code or whatever because they're next to each other along with the powers. It's like a combination. Get the fuck out of here. Your Marvel love your, your Marvel apologism. Your Marvel apologism. That's why you're next you know, to emphasis each other. on the jism is like <laughs> another it's like over nine thousand. Listen, don't be mad at me because you don't know Captain uh, you don't know Miss Marvel's origin in the comics. No, it's don't not, it's not about look, it, her origin doesn't come into play in the movie. It like it's a machine blowing up with the two of them together, and then she gets powers. So is that machine that other machine powered by the the space stone? No, Mo. Of course all right, it's not. That's powered. all I need to hear because oh. that's what that's what that's really what gave her her power. Here. There's a lot and, of there's a lot of things that and, happen and in I'll bet you in, in that involve uh, Infinity Stones that they don't belong there. And I don't like those either. The pr- okay. the issue here is is that that's what makes this character a bunch, a lot different. Like the only other one that that it does make it a lot different too is Vision, and we weren't happy about that one that had. Either. So don't try to say it's because I'm a fat cisgender white man. I, I was just about to say that. How did you know? I know you were thinking. <laughs> I saw you. I could see your lip quiver. I like. <laughs> it's because most of. I saw you like gender. actually mo- your lips motioning to say. I was and like, that, if you didn't watch the movie in your mom's basement, you would like it. And I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, what? But that's just no, not, man. you know. Again, it's like. Eh. 
I do have a litmus test from people that did see it. Actually, across the board, uh, white, black, lesbian, gay, Hispanic, no transgender, and then non-comic—they're all you know, comic book fan and non-comic book fan. And across the board, around those five to seven people that I talked to, of course, they were in the barber chair. Um, was they all said it was all right? None of them were wowed by it, and none of them were like they all said they watched it just to see how it's going to connect to to Endgame. Mm, okay. Yeah, no, I I liked it. I thought it was good. What did you think, Joe? I liked it. Like I thought it was better than Guardians. Oh yeah, I mean, well, I I put them on the same level actually. Like except, oh, that, oh how dare you? Yeah, and I I kind of do put it on the same level. Like if I loved Guardians, like I would be as like angry about Guardians. See, I feel like somebody tried to pick a fight with me on Twitter the other day because you know in the news we have that James Gunn got reinstated and he's going to direct Guardians three. Yeah. Tedekin said so he's going to do Suicide Squad two and Guardians three because yeah. all of a sudden he cares about comics. And then, then <laughs> um, so I, I put unfortunately yes. And then somebody said unfortunately because it's going to delay Guardians three. And then I said no, unfortunately because he took a shit on those characters. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't respond. But I already <laughs> have I have my response for when he does. There it is. But see, that's the thing. Like I know you said, oh, this could be a new character, <laughs> but the essence of who Captain Marvel is as a character right now is in that story. A deserter from two military forces? No, not a deserter. She's not a deserter for two military forces. Right. Whatever. Jeez. I'm talking about the way that the character acts is in line and consistent with how she acts in the comics. You can't say that like about the amnesia the and shit. No, not the amnesia. Even though I mean, I'm was, asking. Did like, have, at, yeah. at, there was a point where she did have amnesia too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not talking about the amnesia. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, talk, I'm talking. I'm talking. You know who they really shit on was Nick Fury. Yeah, I could I could see where you're coming <clears throat> from that, but at the same time, it's it's like it's ultimate Nick Fury. Ultimate Nick Fury got his ass his eye taken out by a flurkin, or actually infected by a flurkin. Oh, is that what they said happened? No, well, I don't. That's what happened. Like you said, how's your eye? Is ah, it? It's fine, and it's just like it looked like it was getting infected and swelling, and then next you see him with an eye patch. Like I thought, I thought the the cat didn't take his eye. Well, it scratched it, and he got because you know you can like I heard of a case where a lady got scratched by a cat, and then it gave her some weird gangrene that they had to take out her colon. Also, okay. after he's he gets scratched and says, "Oh, it's okay," the scroll's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, nope, that ain't gonna be good." I'd have to watch it again. I don't like I wasn't. Uh, Tiger Claw says, what did you think of Goose? And uh, I have to ask Tiger Claw, who the fuck is Goose? We're not talking about Top Gun. Earlier, Tiger Claw, he just hates the Kree, man. Goose Goose is the name of the cat. You mean Chewy? Hilarious. (laughs) I mean, that's real keeping in line with Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know why they made There's no real reason for for that to happen. Yeah. Other than maybe it's the same director of the Top Gun sequel. Oh, is that what it is? I don't know, but maybe, like... No, it was an attempt at a joke because she was a fighter pilot, so <sighs> Top Gun, I guess. But Although technically, if you're gonna not really. do that, name him Maverick. Don't name him after the guy that dies. <laughs> like maybe, maybe she's Maverick, and then and, he's good. And and the thing well, is, she didn't even like admit that it was her cat. Well, like, it wasn't her cat. It was Marvel's cat. Oh, so Marvel's Maverick. Yeah, uh, but Marvel would have <laughs> yeah, been the, the one shit, that named like, the cat. Even like you know, the trying to do a period piece and the music is all anachronistic, whatever anachronistic means. <laughs> but 
it's like well they, yeah they call it a period piece but the only period about it aside from the soundtrack is that one scene in blockbuster everything else is in like some random farm or space yeah. a space where so, there is no did you not like it either oz that's fine but that's i don't not what he, that's actually no he's lying i don't have any connection to the character like you guys like i, I only know a little bit about her you said he, it was good it's fine. But you, don't fine need to, good. you don't need to have connections to the character to like it, though. In fact, that'll make you like no, it more. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I enjoyed it more, because I don't have those connections. Mm. But after talking to Mo, I realized I don't like it as much as I thought I did. <laughs> Mo, Mo's affected you with his pessimism? Yeah, just like, didn't Joe convince somebody that Superman Returns was amazing or something? No, that it was terrible. Oh. He actually did that to me. Huh. That did happen to Moses. I was just happy oh. to see Superman on the screen and the music, and I got all captivated in the whole, like, fanfare of it. And he goes, no, that movie was terrible. And I'm like, why? And I'm like, you're right, Joe. It's terrible. <laughs> That's why usually it's yeah. my go-to, like, thing. Like, when I hope I hate something... I, when I when I hate something, I wish and I hope that Joe hates it too, because he's he's better at like fucking at, at giving you the facts without the emotion. The emotion people like tend to be turned off by my emotion because like oh this guy's just a fucking fanboy asshole, but Joe says it more like yeah like clinical like Spock. It's like Kirk and Spock with me and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch Star Trek, so I don't know why you guys are laughing, but. Oh, but yeah, yeah. So, you're missing hipster bearded Spock now. I, I like bearded Spock. Oh, you've seen it? No, I like original series bearded Spock. Oh, no, but that was a goatee. <laughs> like, I'm talking full on. Full Is it on Zachary beard. Quinto? No. I, uh, think the, I think the reason he has the beard is because this dude probably doesn't have the, the chin. Like, Spock has a distinctive he's not chin. Evil? No. Oh, that's stupid. I'm glad I'm not watching it. <laughs> I'm gonna post a picture of this guy. Yeah. Well. And so, do you really think, uh, Mo? Like going back to your original original statement, do you really think you're gonna get a PG-13 Deadpool? I think it would be a great opportunity for some hilarity, but it would get old quick. Like he starts. Like I think the intelligent way, if you're forced to do a censored Deadpool movie, is to add the bleeps. And then have him react to the bleeps. Like, why is he bleeping every time he talks or says every other word, you know? Mm-hmm. But that would no, get him quick. Had a in a PG-13 Deadpool movie. Did he bleep and then comment on why he bleeped? I didn't watch it because oh, it look. didn't look good. Yeah, that would, it, it was, all it was, it was the original movie just, like, toned down so that everybody could watch it around the holidays. So I don't know what they did. I, I guess, I don't know. I, I didn't watch this, I didn't watch either of the second movies, so... Um, but to do that, you know, and blame Disney for it on screen, breaking the fourth wall, I think would be hilarious. It would get old quick. Like that would be for a good trailer if they decided to do a PG 13 one. But, um, I, I don't think they'll do a PG 13 one. I, you know what? It might be one of those things where they might even like not want to shell out the money. Cause he's, he's has some leverage now. Cause it's like, it's going to be a big money maker for Disney, but they they already spent a ton just getting everything Fox owns. Then they got to spend a ton to keep Van Wilder on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Why you call him Van Wilder? <laughs> because that's what he is as Deadpool. Like he's just Van Wilder. Like only like more little tw- more twisted. <laughs> I think I think that um, I think that actually. Deadpool. They'll probably leave it alone. Like probably let like let them make one. Yeah. yeah. One. But the thing is, is if they want him, they're going to have to pay him. And he's in a position to ask for more. 
No, I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, what I'm saying is I think they'll they'll make one more and then they'll probably have him either uh <coughs> well I think initially they'll probably have him cameo. Yeah. And in the cameos he very well might do what you're what you're saying. Like they might edit him because he'll be in movies that aren't Deadpool. Yeah. And you know, and that would actually be really funny because it would be him, like you said, like reacting to the idea, like how why is this happening? You know? But we'll and it would be less it would be less it would be less tired because it wouldn't be happening throughout an entire in movie. movie. Yeah. Right, because it'll be in somebody else's movie. So, you know, so maybe and you know, we'll we'll have to see because I, I don't know that Ryan uh, Ryan Reynolds. I mean, obviously he has leverage, but for all we know, Ryan Reynolds may not necessarily be asking for the same kind of money. He's not. He might not be asking I mean, like Robert Downey Jr. money. He'd be stupid not to. Huh? Look, because asking, I mean, think about, asking isn't. Thing is, you gotta ask, Larry. You've never negotiated with studios like I, I have, have but you have oh, to oh, ask. Okay. <laughs> you have to ask for a high amount. So you can get the actual amount that you want, you uh-huh. know what I mean? Because uh, it's a compromise, and it's part of the. It's part of, as we call it in the industry, the dance. You know, the dance. Like the dance. You the forbidden say, dance. You can't. You can't say, oh, oh, I mean, like he posted a picture on Instagram of him with bunny ears, and it's like, and this happened also with. A lot of the people that when Marvel was bought initially by Disney, a lot of like your your Kasatas, or mouse ears? Uh, mouse ears, sorry. Oh, okay. um, a lot of a lot of these these writers, Joe Casada, Bendis, they were all happy of being bought by Disney because it meant they can get cheese on their Whopper, you know. Um, <laughs> but you can't you you can't show that. You know who didn't show it and. It worked out because he didn't show it. It worked out differently. Was David Finch? You mm-hmm. know, he was the key Marvel. Like he had a, you know, he had a, a run of Moon Knight that was mediocre, but had amazing art. And he was doing all the covers for like, you know, was it Messiah Complex and all that shit. You know, around that time, and he was getting steady work. And he's like, well, if you want to keep me on, I'm gonna need more money. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, he went to to DC because you know. But Bendis kept going. He was locked in in a con- another contract. And guess what happened as soon as the contract ended? Boom, DC. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So in the business, you can't be excited about an acquisition like that. You can't be detrimental either because, you know, I've seen, you know, I've seen it on a smaller level when, you know, when you work at a place and then an investor comes in and takes over. Uh, you can't be too excited about it, but you can't be too, like, pessimistic about it. You know what I mean? Because they'll, they'll get rid of you quick if they, <laughs> they think your attitude's off. Right, right. You're not on. You're on, then it's like you know what? I have to commute a little longer here, and gas is going up. Maybe you wet my beak a little more. You know what I mean? (laughs) There it is. Like so, I guess I'm only. I only say like him actually doing that that post with the bunny ears. I mean, with the mouse ears, is is dumb. Unless he's already locked in, and we don't know it. Like we're gonna see him in Endgame as a cameo. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Like, just a building falling on them, and they won't even, you know, he'll just scream or some shit. <laughs> I just I just know that, you know, he, he was so dedicated to that character and getting that character on screen that he very well might, you know. Oh, yeah. Look, that's his franchise. Like, that's that's his, he gambled and yeah. it paid off, but it already paid off. Now's yeah. the time to get greedy. This is the time when you go into debt for gambling, because you've got <laughs> that itch, you know what I mean? Like, I do he, think how that. How quick he, did they, like, he worked 
gruelingly with Tim Miller. How quick to get, did they get rid of him once Deadpool 1 was a success? I mean, uh, like, I, uh, here's the thing, though. I mean, who got rid of Tim Miller? That That's the question I want to know. Fucking the, 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 the Van Wilder guy. Hey, hey you, you think it was, it was Ryan Reynolds that really wanted him to go? He wanted a bigger blockbuster movie because he wants to make that that bigger money that that bigger you know you're forgetting the well you're probably not forgetting but you're playing dumb for the audience um that first deadpool movie was essentially an indie flick yeah that fox put out you know mm-hmm. then fox took the credit once fox takes the credit you're like well i see dollar signs they want to make a bigger budget tim miller says no i want to keep making my little like indie film like i want to do a, a smaller more centralized story like i did the first one that tells this story and then everybody's like no no you got to make it bigger you got to make it like the x-men movies you know and and he's like no no and you know the only guy that could say like okay let's keep tim miller on was uh, van wilder you know what i mean (laughs) and he's like and then now he gets a full writing credit instead of co-writing with tim miller that's more money for him you know what i mean yeah yeah that's interesting i mean Eventually, like, you got to think like, that's a gamble. You got to think like a gambler, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not much of a gambler. Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so, like, I'm I'm just happy Fantastic Four might get their due. And, of course, I'm cautiously optimistic about X-Men. It's like, it can't be worse. That's the way I'm looking at it. Well, I guess if they do X Men like they did Captain Marvel, you'll be okay with it. I don't, I don't know what that means. That means but... Apocalypse will be a tortured soul that they tried to rehab. No, Moses, no, no. He gets a government grant to like stay at the X Mansion because so <laughs> he's a refugee from a Egyptian country. <laughs> oh. No, I would I wouldn't be happy about that. Yeah, you will. But like, I think of it more along the lines of like, if they change the Morlocks. Oh, the Morlocks! You kidding me? They're gonna be all handsome. <laughs> but like, you know, if they change the Morlocks because they want MCU Morlocks to be different for whatever plot reason, I don't know that I'd be like, oh, they ruined X Men. I would just be like, Look, they they, changed the you Morlocks. know what they're gonna do? They're gonna turn the the Inhumans into Morlocks. Like, they're just gonna be like, that's the Morlocks. Yeah, I don't think they'll do that. It's like, if they're smart, they won't even mention Inhumans. So, Larry, answer me this, man. Like, how was, in that episode of of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., when Coulson, like, dealt with the Kree, mm-hmm. like, why was he so surprised and didn't know what was going on? No, he, he did know what was going on. Like, he he's the one that tells everybody it's a Kree. And he says he's seen them before. Okay. Now we know where. So when they put his blood in, in them and everything, like, he knew already? Yeah, he, he like, the when the body first shows up in, in, Shield, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., he's the one that lets everybody know. Because everybody else is like, what is that? And he's like, I know what it is. It's, it's a creed like okay but you know it don't get me wrong though it like this i i think if i do believe that the movie does technically mess up like some plot points for like mcu continuity but it's not it's not shield stuff like that stuff's actually written well no because what you call it wasn't um didn't what, what, what was it that you brought up that nick fury says that the the reason they started messing with the tesseract and the hydra tech was because Thor showed up, and now they know there's aliens out there. Yeah, right, right. Like that—that's definitely the big one. Where it's like, you know, 
But, you know, some people try to explain that away where they're like, you know, Nick Fury is like a, a spy master. And so he does like misdirection and all this kind of stuff, which, you know, is true, but it doesn't ring true to to the character at that point. Like, there well, no it rings true to white Nick Fury that Jim Steranko did. Uh, what like spy? No, no. The the spy master manipulation stuff rings true. I think to both versions of Nick Fury. What I'm saying is, there's no reason for him to lie, or it doesn't benefit for him to lie to be like, oh well, the reason why we did this is because we knew that aliens came when you got here. Like that doesn't like that lie doesn't benefit or doesn't seem to benefit anybody. So that would be something that you know, if they want that to like make sense throughout the continuity of everything, that's something they would have to try to either retcon or just you know will gleefully ignore you know just like, oh, that happened i mean yeah you will but <laughs> oh, look i'm the one that brought it up no i brought it up well you were bringing up agents of shield where it did not this did not uh uh right. contradict I don't, anything. I don't, that that I mean, doesn't I, sound I that doesn't sound right to me. I'm going to have to look that saying up. Saying that there are other places in the MCU where it does mess up the continuity. I'm going to have to look up that episode again because that doesn't sound right. I mean, Larry, I'm sure Larry watched it again in between I, his, 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 uh, his Gotham binges. No, I, I didn't. I didn't watch it again. I just, I just remember, like, I just because re- I remember thinking, like, how does he look? You can't remember the Bills of Bubs, right? Is a plural, but you can remember that. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you know, by the time we started getting to that stuff, you know, things were like interesting. Like Agents of Shield was when inhumans were interesting still. <laughs> it wasn't until they messed around and even even as different as they were, you know, it was like, okay, I'm with this. But yeah. I, I still like I, there's a part of me like I would love to like have a deep dive into what happened with that Inhumans TV show. Like who was making the decisions? Why didn't it go the way it was supposed to? Who, who was the talk person about that being, decided? Talk about being uh-huh. a good spy master. Like I can get you the <laughs> list. I can get you the list of people to talk to. We just have to like bump into them like at, at the Hyatt or at a bar, like and then just get them off guard. I'm just trying to figure out why the budget was so low. I'm glad yeah, that's that show the thing, ended. but nobody's gonna talk about it. Like if you just interview them, you know? Yeah, yeah, you do have to kind of be like off the record type. Yeah, stuff. like I can get the list or of deep, people. Deep, deep cover. Yeah, I got. I can get the. Li- well, for us, it's not that hard because nobody listens to us. But <laughs> although I do, we do have listeners in Russia now. Uh oh, are we influencing the election? Probably not. Yeah, I might be. It's Oz. Oz is our resident Russian bot. <laughs> um, but yeah, so all right, we got that out of the way. Yeah, Captain Marvel speak. Yeah, I'm glad Inhumans <laughs> is gone because uh, that dude playing Black Bolt, he's a he's awesome, Captain Pike. Oh, is that who he's, what he's doing on uh, Star Trek? Yeah, oh, okay. he's he's great. He gets to talk and everything. <laughs> dude, he was he was really good. It's like he was doing a lot considering that he couldn't speak. I mean, he's you know. I've seen him in three different things, and all three of those things, he's been good. Well, he, yeah. he wasn't the worst part of Inhumans either, right? Uh, by far. No, yeah, by it was far. that wig. Which oh, they the, shaved the off wig. immediately. Yeah. The wig alone makes it so that the, the show should be canceled. I can't believe they tried to fuck people by getting them to watch it in IMAX. <laughs> oh, dude. It's so bad. That's the people then, who brought you Captain Marvel. And then, oh, how dare you? And then they messed around and shaved her head. And I was like, oh my God, like, come on, man. Like, oh, anyway. All right. 
So, what should we talk about first? Do we do we want to jump into BL? Yeah, let's do life and strange I mean, first. Yeah. Okay. Life is strange. Jay, you're up. Tell the good people what's the four one one because it's nineteen ninety, right? <laughs> On Life is Strange, the comic. It does take place in the past, right? Um, that's a familiar question. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Well, tell us about Life is Strange, the comic. Okay. So the comic takes place one year after the game. And in this version of events, Chloe is alive and the city of Arcadia Bay was pretty much completely destroyed by a hurricane. And so Chloe and Max are living with Max's parents. And uh, basically Max starts having visions and they go try to go back to Arcadia Bay to try and figure out or hoping that it'll stop the visions, but they only get worse. And it actually starts causing her pain and nosebleeds, and they get there, and she's kind of dipping in and out of other realities. And so she's kind of confused about what's happening, and different things are happening all around her. And uh, sometimes she could bring Chloe into them, except for when she's dead. So it's, uh, or when Chloe is dead, or when Max is dead. Anytime that one of those two flags is up, then she can't bring her. And uh, it's basically, yeah, just her trying to figure out what's going on, what's the reality, if she's where she's supposed to be, or if she's, like, intruding on another Max's universe. And, uh, yeah, it ends up with her leaving that universe and ending up where Chloe and Rachel are alive and at the beach. And so that's supposedly where issue five is going to pick up. Um, issue one through four was supposed to be kind of uh, like it was a, supposed to be a limited series, but uh-huh. it got picked up to be ongoing starting in May with its issue five. And so that's just kind of a uh, kind of a rundown of the this four issue series. And so you played the games, right? Um, I played one. And so I'll, it is connected the to the games. Prequel. Yeah. Okay. Because in our pre-production thread, I asked about the game, and it would, I didn't think the answer I got didn't make me think it was connected to the games. When I was answering in the pre-production thread, I just wanted you to know that it was a comic. Like, okay. I didn't want to just talk about the game. Okay. But it, I mean, it kind of relates... In that the char- it's the characters, but right. because there's a multiverse, it's not necessarily the same from the game. Right. Like um, it's a different Max. In fact, the fact that she does end up in a different universe kind of speaks for the fact that it's not the Max that you play in the game. Right. Because in the Max you in the game you play, Who's folding Rachel paper? dies. And so ending up in a world where there is a Rachel means it's a definitely a different Max than in the story. Okay. So I'm going to play the game now. Okay. But who's folding paper in the background? The, the comic is, like, really good. Like, it's really well written. And it definitely, like, has emotion and gravitas. And uh, it really, like, sucks you in, like, fairly quickly into the, like, the intrigue and mystery of what is going on like 
Do you have to have played the games to understand what's happening in the book? No. They do a fair job of explaining everything that's happening. And at its core, it really is just a story about a girl that's not in her right timeline. So she's remembering things that from... She's like going in and out of different timelines. So it's not anything like... It's something science fiction fans will easily pick up because we've seen like like tons of stories like that so in that respect yeah you don't really need to uh, read or you don't really need to play the game they give you like all the information you need uh, including like going through the kind of the two different endings they actually explain what the two different endings are and then go on to say this might be one of them one of the aftermaths Hmm, okay so So it sounds like there there are two different endings but then there's like a couple of things that cannot or may or may not happen so it's like this is one of possibility got it so it sounds like if you're a fan of the game like this really does enhance like the the experience um yeah like it's a good comic on its own really interesting but if you played the game then it's just even more so like yeah they're just because of like all the different moments that are happening like when chloe mentions her dad which he's dead you like try to save him but you can't and like it's something like if you're reading it you'll don't catch say on too to much because i just bought it okay so pretty much <laughs> on the spoiler territory not most uh, should have played it spoiler for i mean yeah i should have <laughs> Enhance his experience right now. Yeah, I mean, look, if you want to spoil it, like, I'm, I'm, I'm fair game. Like, it, no, no, don't, don't no, spoil it. it's okay. I'm still going to play it anyway. Like, I just bought it on iOS. I can get all the chapters for $8.99 if I decide I like the first chapter. So, let me just okay. say there were a lot of really clever in jokes. Like, okay. well, there's like a couple of really clever in jokes that you'll get if you played the game. And definitely there's some like creepy, kind of like mind blowing. Uh, like experiences that they call back to. So it's, yeah, it's like you'll definitely get more out of the comic if you play the game. Like they're very conscious of the game and they do work in things from it uh, very like subtly. So like if you're reading it, you're not even going to notice, which is how kind of references and end jokes should be. But then if you play the game, you're going to get like a lot more out of it. Cool. So that's crazy. Mostly you, mention, you, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, you go ahead, please, Jay. So I should mention it's written by Emma Vaselli with artwork by Claudia Leonardi and colors by Andrea Izzo. And overall, the artwork is really good. Like it's not like a standoutish style, but it's kind of like a down to earth style kind of like the game was so it feels well it looks good yeah, pretty consistent Ooh. yeah what were you gonna say and who publishes it who, who publishes the book uh titan comics oh, okay cool. now i was gonna ask i was like you bought the game on on mobile yeah on ios it's not on wow. switch so you're hilarious yeah i i do know that it's not on switch <laughs> But who knows, man? Switch is good. The thing is, I had so seen soon. it on I had seen it on the Xbox Live store back when it came out, and I read and I saw the trailer. And I'm like, this is something I want to play. I just don't have the time to sit in front of my TV and play something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, right. And it's still the case here. So I looked it up, and it's not on Switch. So the only other option I have is iOS. It looks but speaking of the, Switch, Nintendo is being little bitches right now. Yeah, but why? But why do you say that? Because <laughs> they got um, they like 
pulled a game because it wasn't censored enough for them. So they pulled it so it could be censored more. It's like, lame. That sucks. What what game? You, you were just getting to those praises just last week, I thought, about yeah, them putting out. They started, started being bitches over Sunday. Look, this, and it's not just like wait, a wait, random wait. Hold, game. Hold, hold, like hold, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Joe was singing Switch's praises last week. What show were you guys on? No, we weren't on the show. We, we were talking. We were having a conversation. Like, we all know we save conversations for either the pre-production thread or the air. <laughs> this this wasn't a comic book related conversation. It was it's an all games radio related conversation. It was it was Joe's. It was one of those conversations. Was one of those weird weird uh, J conversations that we we choose not to have on the air because we don't want we don't want. Uh, oh, so he was talking about the game that wasn't censored enough before it was censored enough. Is that what no, he was talking, I was talking about? about? Another game that Sony censored that Nintendo didn't. Oh, right. What was and it? So I was like, oh. Like, I was on board because, yeah, like, the Switch, like, Sony are being what? bitches right now, and they're Sony censoring too? shit that even Nintendo won't censor. What's the, and then what's this the, week, what's Nintendo the game censored the game. What? What's the game that they censored? Uh, Super Real Mahjong. Okay. Which I've been playing, like, I've been a fan of that series for, like, a long time. Like, since the Sega Saturn days. And what did they censor about it? Uh, the nudity. Okay. But it's not, like, graphic nudity, right? It's, like... I mean, no hair, but, like, yeah. they show nipples. Okay. And, and I mean, so... it's weird because the whole point of the game, like, it's a strip Mahjong game. Right. So if you want, like, why would you bring up, why would you get a strip Mahjong game if you don't want stripping? Like, the fact that they have it at all is just, it's baffling. Yeah. But then they go and recensor because the censorship like left part of the nipple out or something it's like yeah and which was oh, the one bitches. that the... i'm about to become a pc gamer yeah what 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 did nintendo censor the super Mahjong. that's what they censored okay and what did sony censor they censored um Siren Kagura burst uh, burst renewal. Okay. And what were the grounds for censorship there? Um well there's a part in the game there's like a feature where you can molest the girls and so Sony's uh, t- had them take that out, but Nintendo has that feature in. Oh, nice. I mean, not <laughs> really? nice, but <laughs> really it, 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 yeah, really? it's it, it's nice that Nintendo isn't babysitting somebody, but um, but yeah, like that should be censored, not the strip one. You see, you see how I'm like, this is not a fantastic phone conversation. No, it's absolutely a fantastic phone conversation. Did you not hear the intro? Like, she didn't come fast enough, or she only came once. What? That was in our intro week, today. Yeah, yeah listen to last week's show. No, I, I no, I, I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> right. So all this to say, Life is Strange, the comic. You don't need <laughs> exactly. You don't need to play the game, but the game enhances your experience with the comic, and your review of the comic will make you want to buy the game more so. Yeah, like it's definitely like a five out of five comic. Okay. Oh wow, that's high praise. So Oz, for the for the Life is Strange comic, just do the last thirty seconds. For the <laughs> okay, cut cut out the part about wanting to molest little girls or something. I, no, I not, tuned they out. didn't say little girls. They're full grown adults. They can punch back. Okay. No, that's good. Yeah, if they can fight back, then it's it's all right. Well, she's like, the youngest is 15, but she can fight back. She's a ninja. Ah, oh, even better. Okay. Oz likes his challenge. <laughs> there. I tell you. Okay. 
Beelzebub's? That should have at least been on the thread. <laughs> Beelzebub's. Okay, Beelzebub's. I just realized he didn't play the comic book review music. No, well, you guys just uh, went into it. Yeah, sorry. So, Beelzebub's. We literally had a whole conversation about which one we should go to first. What? I'm supposed to play it on top of you guys? No, we're supposed to have it queued up after. No, we we should we should have. Sp- speaking of queue, yeah. maybe I should have got one. All right, Oz, you should play it here. We should have paused. Uh, I'm gonna need a queue for your. Mm-hmm. We're pausing now. <laughs> for what? <laughs> so you if can only play... there was a place for us to stop so that Oz could play the news. Oh, the, the moment's the passed. Show. The mo- it's over. I don't even want to look at that button. <laughs> that button's dead to me. Just, just right. go. Bells of Bells of Bubs is a web comic. Did I just <laughs> comic book review? Comic book like review? <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. <laughs> I felt good. Yeah. So, Beelzebub's is a webcomic that I discovered while trolling around on MetalInjection.com, which is a metal heavy metal news site that is pretty much just anything that is not pop news site. Um, they basically, they, they syndicated their strip as part of their weekly like content. And uh, when I really like discovered it and really started loving it was on Instagram where like one of the strips popped up on my explore feed and I'm like, Oh, I like this art style. I remember this from before. And then I just started following the guy and he posts every week. And well, as it turns out the whole plot of the comic, I didn't realize till I actually bought the hardbound book that came out yesterday that it, it, all the strips lead up to what, well, actually I found out months ago, but for the effect of PU reading this comic for the first time, if you choose to buy it, I didn't find out till the end of the book that it leads up to their first album. The story, the basically, the story is about a band, a black metal band that has trouble finding a drummer. But it also deals with the each member's like personal and family lives, and they do the thing like the confessionals, like a reality TV show, you know. So it's a mixture of like the tone is like the Adams family and modern family together you know there's a bunch of black metal people dealing with issues of like interacting with each other and other people and uh yeah when you actually read all the strips in a in a book form it's like it's amazing and the album is due out later this year which i've already heard one song from that is amazing it's called the blackened call and uh in the The comic in the blackened call yeah okay cool let me see i think that's what it is i I have it here, but let's see. I don't want to make, you know, I don't want to butcher the name. I'm just making sure. My enunciation isn't the greatest. Yeah, it's called Blackened Call. Cool. And um, yeah, the album is set to come out. They don't have a date yet. Um, the album is going to be called Pantheon of the Nightside Gods. Yeah, basically the story goes through the motions, telling you everything they're going through and everything, their relationship, their family life. And getting a new drummer, and uh, it's it's a fun read. We reviewed I reviewed the web version in the past, and reading it in this hardbound, it's a beautiful. Uh, I want to say, let's see, probably about seven by seven square book, hardbound. I don't remember how much it cost because I pre-ordered it as soon as it was announced. 
so I don't remember what I paid for it. Um, my bank account was still full, so couldn't have been that much. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it, it, the writer and artist is J.P. Ahonen. He's from Finland. The book is actually a Finnish book. I think it's been translated now. He released it worldwide yesterday, I think in like 15 different languages. Wow. Yeah, so it, it picked up a following worldwide, I think, in part due to Instagram, you know? Like, there's metalheads all over the world. It's it's mm-hmm. it's the soccer of music, you know? It's it's beloved everywhere <laughs> in the world except America, yeah? Um, That's wild. Yeah, so it really resonates with a lot of people, me included. And, uh, yeah, the, the shit's good. Um, the the foreword is done by Becky Cloonan, which I didn't realize till I opened the book for the first time. So I lost my shit there, too. Because she does her own webcomic that's hilarious. And uh, basically the foreword is her webcomic, her introducing you to this book. And then the characters in the book telling her she's not metal enough. So then they make her metal enough. So that was a, a, a great bonus for me. That's and, cool. Yeah. So, so um, it has more of a through line when you read them all together. Yeah, um, because when you when I especially when I discovered them in on Instagram, well, on Metal Injection, I just picked up where they where they started putting them, and they started from the beginning, but I wouldn't be as consistent in reading them because it's not like I've subscribed to a magazine where they come through, you know, like. I remember getting, you know, fucking Playboy magazine and they have those comic strips. So every time I read Playboy, I read it, you know, I read the comic strip. And then uh, so, you know, it, the website, while it did have that kind of layout and that kind of feel, Internet's not geared for you to just go back to a website. So right. they either have to publish it on whatever social media you're on, whatever they want you to read, you know, like it wasn't until I started doing the Moses Magnum Heavy Metal Minute that I actually go to that news site to look at news like I would a newspaper. And that's just last week. Right. Yeah. Got you. So, <laughs> well, you didn't get to hear last week's show, but there is a Moses Magnum heavy metal minute last week. So. Or mm-hmm for short. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, so I did read a few there. And then once I started following them, then I started reading them like weekly, like every Thursday night, Friday in Finland, I would get, uh, I would get an update and I would read it on Instagram. And I did feel the the, the narrative and through line, as you said it so eloquently. Um, f- but that was literally, I guess, the, the last third of this book, you know, and the stuff that came after. So I never really read it from the beginning. Uh-huh. And reading it from the beginning actually made the whole experience a lot different, you know. And, uh, and I, I like it's I've never let's see here i never appreciated buying something more than i have this book <laughs> for, wow. that, for that experience like it, it's you know because you could read it's like i felt like reading calvin and Hobbes as the coffee table book you know like how they used to put those out and you just right. read the books and it's like yeah they're they're just individual strips but there is kind of like an overarching theme in those you know and this has that feel too so uh, like reading Calvin and Hobbes in, in the newspaper was fun. You know, I, I imagine Boondocks had the same feeling too, you know, and mm-hmm. this does too. Like mm-hmm. that's, I mean, if that's two, two out of the three comic strips I mentioned to you are probably some of the best around. Yeah. Sure. You could fight me on it. I don't give a fuck, but <laughs> I just added a third, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I give this book five out of five potentially antichrist babies out of five. 
Wow, that's two five. I'm sorry. I mean, six out of six potentially <laughs> Antichrist babies out of six because you know this has got to go with the theme. You know, it's funny because that that strip I never got to see that strip where they find out they find out what and they do the sonogram and it's like, oh, you're having, you're definitely pregnant, and she goes, and then the dad asks, is it? And then the doctor interrupts, you mean boy or girl? And he goes, no, is it the Antichrist? Mm-hmm. That was hilarious. You had to have been there. <laughs> Or hear the whole story. <laughs> well, that is that's the one strip. That's the whole story. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, I love it. I can't wait for the second one. Although now I think he's only done about fifteen pages of the second one so far. But you can follow JP Ahonin on Instagram or Belzebub's official on Instagram. Belzebub's official actually gives you all the strips plus like production updates on the album and stuff like that. And then J.P. Ahonen was the original place where they used to publish the weekly comics. What does he play? J.P. Ahonen? Yeah. He writes and draws the comic. Oh, so who's who's doing the music? Well, I guess he plays guitar and stuff. Like, he's a musician himself, and he likes metal. But he's not a character in the book. He's like the guy that did, like... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, oh, it's not a real album. It's just an album in the comic. Well, they go into the production of the album in the comic, but the album is coming out through Century Media later this year. So, but who's doing the music for the album is what I'm wondering. Well, he gets musicians, and then he he writes some music, too. Like, it's like the Death Clock guy. Like, Got it. He does, he does voices for the cartoon. But So, like, a real cool thing is that they had a guest vocalist that's a female, and nobody knew who she was. And they call her Skullcraft in the book, in the strip, rather. And I'm a fan of Cradle of Filth. And the keyboardist and backup vocalist of Cradle of Filth is Lindsay Skullcraft. So I guessed it before anybody, and she liked my comment. That was kind of cool. I was starstruck. So (laughs) she's the guest vocalist on the album. Yeah. Oh, okay. The singer from Lacuna Coil did was in the strip a couple times, which is cool because I love that band too. There's cameos by different, like not by a lot of different uh, musicians, but there is a few. There's some funny moments like that only if you like metal you're gonna like get, you know, inside like, metal jokes. Yeah, like for example, like they're they're a black metal band, so they look at every other part of metal as like beneath them. Mm-hmm. And Lilith, the daughter, has a crush on a guy, but he's into progressive rock and progressive metal. Mm-hmm. So like he has like a porcupine tree shirt. And Porcupine Tree, like that's a band that unless you heard last week's episode, you probably never heard of before. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I mentioned them last week in the Moses Magnum Heavy Metal Minute. But that's a band that's like super off the radar from like even, you know, the most metal of metalheads, you know? Mm-hmm. But he's got a porcupine tree shirt, so it's like blasphemy that she would like date him. So she like spoiler of the comic, um, she hi- tricks her dad to hire him as a drummer for their band, since you know the whole point of the comic is they're looking for a drummer. Mm-hmm. And then makes him into a black metal guy. So that they could accept him because he's a really good drummer, too, because he isn't mm-hmm. a progressive metal, which if you know the difference of black metal and progressive metal is like progressive metal is a lot more technical, specifically in their drumming. So he can do black metal like with one hand tied behind his back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he ends up being really good and they accept him. So then she's like, OK, now we can date, you know, and then her trying to like woo him is hilarious. That's like 
three months worth of strips that was that were hilarious. Oh, so they they weren't dating already. She just no, 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 no. She yeah. liked them, and he liked her too, but. She couldn't tell because he's like, again, inside metal jokes. The progressive guys are like the nerdiest of metal nerds. You know what I mean? Uh, like, they're the guys that play Risk, you know? <laughs> Got you. Yeah. They're the guys who play Risk. Or uh, the black is... metal guys aren't playing anything. They're just like setting churches on fire. Yeah. Like, on purpose. Yeah. Because they're, they, 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 yeah, that's a whole other thing. Again, if you don't listen to black metal, you won't know, but. A lot of black metal, the origins is the pagan folk music from before the Christians took over Norway and Sweden and Denmark and Finland, you know, all the way, all the way down to England. Yeah, that's the original like that's why a lot of their music is very like rudimentary as opposed to progressive metal or or prog, as we call it in the industry. (laughs) There it is. They're yeah. making Viking music. Yeah, exactly. And then you have Viking Got metal it. that is different, but still similar. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. So six I'm out of like, six. Out of six. <laughs> potentially Antichrist babies out of six. I'm like, I'm happy that you're you're enjoying it that much. Like that's because I I remember. I mean, the 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 strip is good, and um, I I know that you were enjoying it from before, obviously, but. It's cool that you're able to have like a whole different experience. Oh yeah, with the collected well, editions. Yeah, I, I really can't wait for the next one. Like, I almost wish it was a monthly book, but that'd be a different but, experience but, too. Like, you know, they got to write uh, twenty-two pages worth of stories, and you know, then Marvel yeah. buys it, and then <laughs> turns out the Christians Marvel. are just refugees in Norway. <laughs> Jeez. So cool. Uh, let's talk about Wolverine, the Long Night. Uh, Oz, do you want to go ahead and? Well, Wolverine, the Long Night. This show, it it's a podcast that came out. I'm gonna say maybe a year ago. I don't remember the exact date of it. And it was supposed to be a kind of the old old timey uh, radio play. I guess is what they called them. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it was supposed to be a Wolverine story. And so it came out maybe a year ago. We didn't talk about it because they wanted money for it. And we're like, fuck you. And now, <laughs> now it's out for free. Anybody can can f- look for it on Stitcher, download it, listen to, uh, what is it, like 10 episodes, maybe 13. And each episode is about a half hour. There's a commercial break in it. But, uh, yeah, you can, you can get the whole story. And before I listened to it, I got the impression from from other people who reviewed it, who had listened to it, maybe they were mad because they had to pay for it, were not enjoying it at all. Like, were angry about it. And then I listened to it, and I, I think I know why they were angry about it, is because it's, a, it's called Wolverine the Long Night, and I only got up to episode five, and I'm going to say there's maybe five minutes worth of Wolverine in it. <laughs> And it's How all, was his voice? It's good. It's great. I I wish I wish it was more of it. I mean, how far <laughs> how far did you guys get? I didn't make it to the first commercial break. Wow, so like ten <laughs> minutes. <laughs> oh, dude! And don't hilarious. get me wrong. Like I like audio plays and radio dramas. You know, like at least I did back when I didn't have TV. But I just I think I don't I don't I've never tried to listen to any other one other than this one since I got TV. 
And uh, I was like, Wolverine's not in this. Like, I even fast forward a little bit and he wasn't in it. And it's like, <sighs> and today I actually realized that Wolverine 66, 67, and 68 would have been a great radio play podcast experience and a great movie. Like, that, probably one, I think those three issues are probably my favorite three Wolverine issues of all time. But which issues of Wolverine are those? 66, 67, and 68? Yeah. Look, I'm not doing a review on those, so I'll tell you off the I think air. I think he's asking, is it like original Wolverine or is it a, a current book that came no, out? No, no, it's old. Of... It's from 92 slash 93. I'm just saying, like, you can just give us a gist. Uh, you don't have to review it, but like, uh, what, he like fight, what makes he fights it? fights Epsilon Red. Okay, okay. And yeah, okay, okay it, I got you. Well, so the reason Wolverine doesn't, you don't get a lot of Wolverine, and you're, you're not going to get him in the first episode. I think maybe like the second or third, you get a little bit of him in the background where they 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 go looking for him at at his cabin and, and he he does a little bit of flashbacks. Yeah, he does he does some shit, but it's not like he's talking. Uh, a lot of a lot of his talking comes in the form of they find a letter that he wrote or voicemails that he left to to somebody. And I guess well, I I I should explain how this podcast is formatted. It's uh it. It's told from the perspective of two agents that are investigating essentially a massacre that happened in a small town in Alaska. As their investigation progresses, they start thinking, well, this looks like something Wolverine would do. And we're looking for that dude. And so it's really them doing an investigation in the small town in Alaska. And through their investigation, they start finding out more and more stuff like this isn't. This isn't just a little town. There's other shit going on, on top of the fact that Wolverine was staying in in this town for you know trying to hide out or he was working on a boat or something. So I, and I think the first episode, yeah, you might get like a few seconds of Wolverine because they they discuss how so the whole thing is told it through like interviews. It, it it's all their investigation. All the current day stuff is their investigation and. I'm going to say 75% of each episode is flashbacks. Somebody's explaining something that happened before or they're reading mm-hmm. letters or yeah. listening to voicemails as they investigate this it case. It sounds like a really bad true detective. It is like a true detective. It's like a, a classic noir tale, actually, yeah. is the way I describe it. Which yeah, it, it's it's like a good true detective. It's just it's just radio as opposed. No, no, to... no. I mean, you did you see True Detective like the first season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but it's like Wolverine is the guy that's the mysterious guy, like that yeah, is doing wrong? everything. But the thing is, they tell you it's Wolverine on the title. Yeah, but but it's it's not really Wolverine, right? So yeah, it's yeah. And that that like that's it. the biggest problem is that yeah, Wolverine's <laughs> name is on the title, but like I said, after five episodes in, that's what two and a half hours. I've gotten maybe five minutes of actual Wolverine, and none of it is current Wolverine. It's all it's all flashbacks, and oh, he left this voicemail. Let's listen to it. But it's a really well told story. It is setting the setting the, If they had called it just the Long Night, and Wolverine was a bonus in it, it would be amazing. <laughs> Cause it it is, would be the MAU Marvel Auditory Universe. <laughs> it, it's it's a it's a good story. It's well told, very visual for for an audio podcast. I mm-hmm. I was really enjoying it. I wish I had more time to to listen to the rest of it. I plan to at some point listen to the rest of it. It's downloaded on my on my iPod, ready to go. Lawrence, you listened to it. How far did you get, and what do you think? I I got to episode six. 
and I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. I mean, don't get me wrong. I guess he just likes it because Wolverine's not in it. I mean, I, I I won't say that that's true, even though <laughs> but you won't say it's I, false either. <laughs> I won't say that it's false, completely false. But you know what it is is that you know, like I guess I had I remember like reading about it before it came out so i had uh i had like i knew what it was going to be so it's like if i if expected wolverine to be in it i would have i might felt different you know but because i knew and knew what i was like going into it really worked for me because it's it's done really well like all the voice all the the actors are are phenomenal and it's like you know you really have like i used to listen to radio plays and stuff like growing up because i'm a nerd like that and you know they can they can be bad like even the like the higher quality ones can still be bad just because you always have one person that might be like acting a little too hard it's almost like you know like everybody else is doing like tv and then one person's doing like soap opera and <laughs> it's like this this is good because everybody's quite at the right level and honestly it has some soap opera type moments in it but because everybody is like on that same page it, it like almost it almost um it's on a line where it's like and maybe maybe that's you know honestly though the the part of it that makes it soap opera might actually just be it's just comic book you know, but I, you know, I've always, I've, I've said, and I, I don't, I maybe haven't said it in a while, but I've always said, you know, comic books are just soap operas of powers, you know? <laughs> and it's like, because Wolverine is the only guy with powers so far in this, in this story, it's like, it comes across as, you know, like Nor, like I said, and a little bit of soap opera, but it's all like high quality stuff. Like the sound design is amazing. The, um, yeah, I, I like the characters are interesting like even like the two detectives that are are in this joint like they're they're interesting in and of themselves because uh you know like the, you have the one detective that is kind of like the the bad cop and and she is like you know kind of abrasive and and tough and just get kind of cuts right to the bone and then you have the other detective the guy who is a little bit more nuanced and tries to like finesse things a little bit but at the end of the day like they're both like just detectives that they understand what their job is and they're trying to get to the truth and the way that this thing is unraveling is actually interesting enough to hold your attention. I mean, it's like just when you think, uh, you know, you're like, okay, you're about to get some answers. It, it, like the the episode ends, and then you get to the next one, and it's like, oh man, like that wasn't quite what you were expecting to happen next, and then it 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 kind of gives you another set of questions, and it's like, oh, <laughs> so yeah, and and they're I guess what FBI agents is what you know told. they don't they haven't quite said. Well, you, I mean, Which, you could you easily know, you could easily have called this Agents of Shield to search for Wolverine. Yeah, like they they very well may they might be Shield for all we know. Like they haven't. Like they they, 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 they could stiff. be Shield. I think they make it seem like Wolverine thinks they're they're looking for their agents from the Weapon X program because this is supposed yeah. to be like right after he escapes. He hasn't joined the X Men at this point. Yeah, so it's what's gonna call it. It's 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 really good. I know they did. Um, they came out with a comic adaptation recently, but I don't know if it's like the. I because I haven't I haven't read it, but I don't know if it's like 
a comic book adapt- adaptation of the story that is being told See, on I the can podcast. handle that. Or I don't know if it's that, or if it's like, say, maybe Wolverine's perspective in the whole thing, which would be interesting as well, because yeah, it would I've... almost be like... The comic would be like a companion to the show, but I don't know. I don't know which one it is. Like it, it very well may just be an adaptation. But it's interesting you say that, Mo, because I think you're right. Like if it was a comic book, you would see Wolverine and he would be in it, you know. But because yeah, but, it's audio, you yeah. don't you don't see a lot of Wolverine. And I don't know I what these people anybody. look like, and you know, yeah. like I can imagine them, but. You know, then I get a customer, and it's like, okay, now I gotta put it on pause, and then get back into it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I also like stuff. I, mean, I like Wolverine stories, especially the ones that deal. Especially if me, like, if I would have made an audio podcast experience with Wolverine, Wolverine has a lot of like monologue stuff, especially in his earlier books. You know, like going through his like implanted memories, not knowing what's real and what's not, mm-hmm. and shit like that. And even how he perceives, like, like if you did a, you know, you watch the 92 cartoons, right? Like, if they did a, his inner thoughts of, like, dealing with all that power structure and jealousy and hear his, like, narrating those events mm-hmm. would be fucking tight to me. But maybe just me. I would, I would definitely give a listen to a Wolverine story with his inner monologue. But, you know, it, again, it's one of those things where you got to get that right. Because uh, I feel like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I think it's one thing, like, say, for instance, if you're reading a book and, you know, somebody is like being like an omniscient, like an omniscient narrator and they're yeah. telling you in, in their voice what Wolverine is thinking, that's one thing. And that could be a good read. But, you know, if if you do like an audio thing, you know, they might like... If you go, like, Wolverine's inner monologue said by him may not be as interesting because it might seem out of character if right. you make it to, you know, the language too much. It needs Morgan Freeman. <laughs> right. It needs Morgan Freeman. There it is. Puppy agrees. <laughs> no, she actually uh, is trying to run out the door. Oh. Harley, come here. Yeah, man. She's but, trying to protect the, the house. Ah. It's funny, though, because uh, Oz, again, spot on, like, listening to this and listening to uh, The Voice, I was like, The Voice is great. Yeah, maybe you want more um, of it. Say what? I wanted more of it. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, the Voice is great, but it, it totally made me, um, it totally made me, like, think about um, uh, Daniel Radcliffe again. Because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like. He can't, I don't think he can make that voice. Like, I'm just like, I don't know if Daniel Radcliffe's body is, like, I'm sure he can take as many supplements as he needs to to get the mass. And I'm sure he'll grow the right hair so he'll get the look. But as soon as that fool starts talking, like, I don't know, I don't know. For some reason, I can't see Daniel Radcliffe making that voice. (laughs) <laughs> coming out of coming out of his mouth. Oh, it's gonna be like like when Schwarzenegger played Hercules. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, dude. Well, at least they mentioned he's like five foot tall. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, they they watch Like it's interesting listening to other people describe Wolverine because like and it's like you know these guys are describing Wolverine in character and so it's like it's really interesting because like these different characters with their perspectives on who he is and you know what he's doing and why he's doing it like all that kind of stuff and so yeah it's, it's pretty cool because everybody kind of gets brings their own little thing to it in regards to uh, in regards to who Wolverine is and why he does what he does i enjoyed it it's a it's a good show uh, don't expect wolverine in it 
it's uh, it's theater of the <laughs> mind. I mean, they do a really good job of of setting the scenes for you, which which is why I assume they did it in that format where they're interviewing people and the person ha- is describing what they saw, and so it it they're able to really give you details of the scene, and it makes sense. It's not awkward. They they every yeah. once in a while they'll do something stupid like. The one, the one cop that's obsessed with fidget spinners, like that, that that's kind of stupid. But they don't do it a lot. I think. Why they, is that stupid? It just was to me because they they're like in a in the middle of a serious moment, and the one cop has to be like, put the fucking fidget spinner down. It just it it took me out of it for a second. But they don't do it that much. It happens like twice. I think they just try to inject some comedy into it because it's it's a pretty serious podcast. It it actually comes into play later. Ah, oh, you spoiled it for me now. Oh, delete. <laughs> delete. <laughs> it's not a spoiler. It just it comes into play. No. You know who I think should play Wolverine in MCU? The next guy to do it? It should be Scott Eastwood. Oh, I do remember you you saying that before. And yeah, did I? I don't remember saying that before. No, you sure you? I'm sure you did. Yeah, There's know. no look. I'm just like, who would I? I'm like, who who else? Could, well, actually, maybe somebody else said it, and I've forgotten or something. But if I, it's I've somebody else, we somebody gotta kill him. Well, somebody yeah. already photoshopped Scott Eastwood as Wolverine. Did they? Yeah, I'll put it in chat. I think you'll like it. I think it's probably boss um, logic because he does all that nonsense. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would make sense. Oh, that doesn't look that good. <laughs> Yeah, never mind. Um, <laughs> I was hoping you Richard, well, Richard uh, Armitage is who plays Wolverine in the in the Long Night audio joint. That's the dude that played uh, Thor and Oakenshield in The Hobbit, like the main the main dwarf dude. No, so we know he's small too. Oh, he could totally play. It. <laughs> you know what? Put so some what? claws on Thor and Oakenshield. You got Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you guys are funny, man. I'm going to go watch The <laughs> Hobbit again and just picture him as Wolverine. I have, you know, I'm glad, yeah, I have to watch it again, all three of them, because <laughs> I couldn't smoke weed when I watched them last, except for the last one, because, no, no, not even the last one, because uh, the job I work, now I can really watch them for real. You could probably skip the last one. That's just a lot of nonsense. No, I watch everything. I don't give a fuck. I watch everything. It's not like I read the books. Well, it's not. Well, it's one book, and it's really more of a pamphlet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Hobbit is is a, a short read. Yeah, I, I mean, never honestly, read it. like, there's nothing that terrible about the those last two movies. It's just that they just they it all should have just been one movie, probably maybe, maybe two, but probably just one long one. Yeah, that second picture of him as Wolverine is okay. He's got that grimace in that one. Yeah, there's a couple better ones too, but if I do more than two in chat, then people think I'm jerking off. What? I'm pretty sure they assume that already. It's, nobody's <laughs> really doing anything in chat anyway, so they're probably not on it. So how many like adamantium claws out of three would you give the podcast adventure thing? Who, me? Well, any of you. You're the guys. I can only review the first six minutes. <laughs> And they were like again, everything you said about the quality and everything was on point. I was just waiting for Wolverine. Like every voice that came on, I'm like, is that Wolverine? No. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I will say this. For most Wolverine stories, an audio an audio play is not the right it's <laughs> not the right uh format for a Wolverine story. For most Wolverine stories. Just because it's just gonna be a lot of like clawing and grunting and you know friggin claw sounds like wolverine doesn't talk a lot like you know 
I, you're right in the sense that the older stuff, he would talk more, but yeah. it was more like inner monologue type stuff, you know? Yeah. It wasn't, and I don't know. I'm not sure if, like... Well, in 67, he's, like, talking to a figment of his imagination, <laughs> like, which was awesome, too. And, and he does have his moments. Like, there's... There's one moment where yeah. to, he saves a dude by by cutting the dude's arm off, and the guy is like bitching and complaining about how he'll never be able to work again or something, and he's just like, he, he's just telling him, "I should have fucking cut off your head," and just walks away. <laughs> yeah. So he has some badass moments. When, well, and oh, that's yeah. all they are is moments too, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's literally all you get of Wolverine in like one of the episodes. Well, isn't that what life is? Just a bunch of moments. <laughs> so I would, I would give it. Shoot, I, I don't know, man. I would have to say, me four, four and a half pop claws out of five. Yeah, well, I would, you either got to do three or six. You're hilarious. Is that what? Is that we only can go three or six? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Then, then, then five. <laughs> yeah, if we're doing it out of six, then I think I'd go with five too. I, I like a yeah. little bit more Wolverine, more Wolverine. Maybe there'll be more in the last half of it. But I mean, dude, it, it's it's interesting, man. They got like uh, a a weird rich guy. You got like a cult happening. It's like so it is like a, True there's... Detective. Yeah, it's there's a... a lot going on in this little town. It, it's a good noir story, and there you don't get a lot of good noir stories these days. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants hey, to do a video. Everybody wants what? Everybody wants to do video and get the YouTube likes and the chat snap and all that stuff. <laughs> you want a good noir story? Watch Riverdale. No, I'm not gonna Man, do that. I don't think I'm gonna do that either. I, like too far behind. I know. It's, I know you like it. I know it's good. It, no, like, I don't I like just... it anymore. Oh, don't you? No, I mean, because they actually. <laughs> so, <laughs> season three is basically a remake of True Detective, but with like three instead of, of yeah. And it's like instead of like that weird cult, it's a bunch of people that are really into like Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay. But it's but then they try to be all noir, so like Veronica opens up a speakeasy to make extra money, but they're all underage, so it's like sodas and shit. Is she not rich in the show? Well, it's like a mob family thing where you're like disowned, you know, from your real like your dad and shit. So she doesn't have her dad's money like that. In fact, she has to pay uh-huh. him for protection, or else the shit gets burned down. Oh, jeez, what? <laughs> okay, yeah, it, it, third season is not that good. Fair. <laughs> I there you go again, you... being uninterested. <laughs> no, I'm just like, hey, it's not that good. Okay, got it. Oh, uh, I was just putting all types of crazy Wolverine <laughs> pictures in chat now. We got Happy Daniel Ratcliffe with Wolverine claws. We got Wolverine with his friggin' Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, he he definitely is jerking off. Isn't that from from the Search for Wolverine? Didn't he have the the gems or no, something? It's from, it's from Infinity Wa- Oh, Infinity, Infinity Watch. Watch. Oh, I see the cover now. Yeah. Add that yeah. to the queue. What, does he get the, the Infinity Gauntlet with all the gems on it? Not not in that first issue. Well, he does get is the Phoenix Force and the what is what's the other thing? The Iron Fist. Wait, didn't Hope destroy the Phoenix Force? What? That, I thought Hope like like totally like fucked up the Phoenix Force. No, nah. like she she, she killed like four Phoenixes and then it all went into Cyclops or something. And Wolverine then... was yeah. one of them, right? No, not one of those. Uh, the Phoenix Five. No, it was so uh, Cyclops. He, oh, he got the the what the Iron Fist thing. No, Cy, Cy, I mean Wolverine got 
the Phoenix Force in Infinity Watch or whatever. It's like a future Wolverine that had the Phoenix Force and he had a he had a bat with something. What's in the bat? Is it Uru? I don't remember. But that's like Wolverine, a future Wolverine getting the Phoenix Force, not not from that same era that Oz is talking about. It's the Phoenix Force. No, but but he also did get the what you call it, the Iron Fist thing too, right? I think his claws glowed. I don't think he got the like Iron had, Fist. He had no. lightsaber claws. Yeah, yeah, he had like they they had like a some kind of secondary or or yeah, that's, or that's third true. mutation. Yeah. So if Iron Fist like had claws, and then all the fisty goodness of of his light light up fist went into the claws, that would be what Wolverine got. <laughs> all right. Since we ruined everything, I guess it's time for. A- a mobituary. You wouldn't happen to have mobituary music, would you? No, I was working on the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, somebody died, as we're all gonna eventually. <laughs> Speak for yourself. But mortal. we, ha- but we have to suffer seeing everybody go before us. Uh, this week it was Larry Dottilio, who, by all you people, is known for different works, but. Really, what really like hit me about him were two things: the Swamp Thing TV series and Beast Wars Transformers CGI animated series. He was a writer on those. Uh, he was ill, but he was also old. So you know that's the bifecta. You're gonna die. Uh, sadly, it was of Parkinson's disease, which means that if the religious right hadn't controlled the government since after 9/11, we probably would have had a cure for it. Um, but yeah, so rest in peace, Larry Dottilio. The hey, what you call it? The um, Beast Wars was cool, and it, they yeah. did a good thing by listening to their fan base after they put out their first season. Uh, you're, you're lying. <laughs> what? Why am I lying? Because it was always part of the Transformers connected to the OG series. You know, was it Generation One stuff from the first That's episode? Funny. Yeah, it was. Nah. The original Megatron comes out in the first episode. The, uh, no, but not, no. They actually connect it all back in the second season. Like, they have the the golden, they have the golden disc thing. Yeah. And, you know, maybe, maybe it has, like, his face or something. Well, it's a recording of him telling the new Megatron what to do. Like a time capsule. Yeah, but but it wasn't the plan to, like, tie it, I mean, as much back into. Oh, so now it's not as much. Well, basically, how at all. dare like, you besmirch Larry Dottilio? We're warning the man. Hey, I said he listens to his fans. You said you shut your fucking face. <laughs> Don't you have to leave? He listens to his fans. You said you had to leave at eight thirty. It's eight twenty-eight. Okay, so we got time for a heavy metal minute, maybe two. Go for it. Oh, okay. um, I didn't have a lot of time to work on this. <laughs> Moses Magnum, heavy metal minute. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of drama behind the massive Slipknot this week. Chris Fennett sued frontman Corey Taylor over allegations of shady business practices. According to Fenn, Corey Taylor and Sean Crahan set up several Slipknot-affiliated business entities in different states that appeared to be collecting money from the band. Founding guitarist Donnie Steele responded on Facebook defending Fenn, which started a thread that has since been deleted. In it, he says, I don't blame him meaning Chris Fenn. Nobody likes to get lied to and ripped off. I know firsthand. He goes on to claim that none of them really know how to write and that he spent most of his time in Slipknot writing behind the scenes and basically not getting paid for it. Since then, the post has been deleted. 
Corey Taylor responded saying, what really sucks about the whole thing is that somebody that he cared for is lying about him and then the audience and fan base is believing it and going crazy on social media. We'll keep you posted on that. Amon and Marth announced their new album, The Berserker, or just Berserker. Yesterday they teased 12 seconds of a song called Raven's Flight and they will release that single soon. Album is due out May 3rd of 2019. And lastly, Dave Mustaine says he has about eight songs ready for a new Mega Death album. Any other details are yet to come. I'm Moses Magnum, and this has been your Heavy Metal Minute. You need to stop recording that in the bathroom. The first one wasn't in the bathroom. The second one <laughs> had to be because there was no quiet area. Like, there's so many sirens and shit going on, and and like, and it was getting closer to deadline time. So it's like. Fuck, I got to do this shit now, you know? There's only so much I could do. I couldn't get that echo out. That Yeah, no, no, it's fine. That echo actually kind of works a little bit if it wasn't as distorted, but that's just the nature of my bathroom. But it's a heavy metal minute, so distortion is, is part of it. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to, I need, I need to put, put that at the end of each uh, heavy metal moment, just to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think at the end to play it off, like to seg into something else, is going to work better uh, than the beginning. Okay. I actually have a sound effect for the beginning, but I'll tell you later. Okay, we do news. Yeah. <laughs> comic book news. We should have a like, uh, comic book like news. <laughs> well, not not like that, but like <laughs> Image Comics can't afford. Uh, to store uh, whatchamahoosits. Whatchamahoosits. Comics? Uh, the, yeah. Well, a specific comic. It's The Art of Brian Bolin. It's a book. Uh, one of those hardcover books. So Brian Bolin has to beg people to buy it on social media. Uh, Brian Bolin is, of course, the genius that drew um, whatchamacallit, uh, was it Killing Joke? And he did Animal Man covers when Grant Morrison did it. He's a great artist. And uh, it says right here in his post, it says, uh, Image Comics have informed me that the cost of warehousing this book exceeds the sales of the book. There are two choices. Either I or someone else could buy some or all of the inventory uh, will be sent to be pulped. Wow. There, there are three thousand ninety-five copies in stock at seven seventy-eight per book. I thought I might buy a hundred. I have no warehouse space here or money to buy or store the whole lot. If anyone, if anyone wants multiple copies, now's your chance. You'd have to do it directly with Image. I could make myself available to sign them if you want. And then he tags a bunch of people that I don't know who they are, but I assume they're like shop owners by where he's at. Uh, And then he posts a quote from Image. Please reply by Friday, March 22nd, with any copies to be purchased. Should we not hear back from you by the date, we will proceed with recycling the inventory. Please use the following link to place the order for books. Uh, tomorrow morning, Fantastic Forum on Instagram, we have a link tree in our bio. That link will be there if you want to grab any copies of it. Are any of those white covers? No, no, they're not. They're, it's I'm a out. book that came out a long time ago. I want to buy one copy, but... Like, uh, can, like, 
Can he take a, a white sheet of paper and like staple it to the front and send me that? Yeah, you can do that. Look, if anything, if you knew exactly where they're going to recycle it, you can strip all the covers and have your ha- have it hardbound with canvas, so you can actually get a painting on it. That sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, yeah, Ezra Miller it, is trying to trying to keep his job as the Flash by actually writing it, but unfortunately, he's teamed up with Grant Morrison. Look, unfortunate for Grant Morrison, I feel he's being played here. Uh, they're letting Ezra Miller writing it and trying to get comic fans to actually give a fuck about it by putting Grant Morrison's name on it. I don't think Ezra Miller's actually writing it. I think he called up Grant Morrison and Grant Morrison's writing it and he's like, just put my name on it and that way you'll sell it because nobody knows who the fuck you are. I mean, people know he had a hit series on sci-fi. Uh, whatchamacallit? Grant Morrison? Grant Morrison has had several scripts in Hollywood already. What? Let me see. I didn't do that much pre-production. Yeah, pre-production. Look, if they were good, you'd know. I don't follow him didn't, like that. Like I only like his green Mor- his Green Lantern work. Didn't Morrison do uh, Stardust? I don't know. What no, that that's is. Neil Gaiman. It's oh, not, you're right. That sounds like a strip club show. It kind of works. It's not. <laughs> I mean, he's credited for Doom Patrol, but I don't think he's actually uh, oh, doing yeah. stuff for he's, it. No, well, it's all his stuff, all his like ideas and everything they do in it is his. Yeah, that doesn't count. Uh, they just, it's like how Stan Lee's name is on every Marvel movie as a producer. It doesn't count. He wrote Battlestar Galactica. Oh, he wrote Happy? Yeah, he created Happy. I never watched it. I should, though. That it's looks like good. something that... It's on Netflix. Yeah, look, Hollywood knows who he is. So. Yeah, because he looks like Lex Luthor. <laughs> As opposed to the guy on Supergirl. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, why can't he just shave that? Oh, you know, I know exactly why John Cryer didn't shave. It's because he's got a double chin. Because he looks like he's got cancer if he doesn't have a, a beard. Oh, but you know what? He actually has cancer on the show. <laughs> like, I don't know why you keep watching that show. Well, it's, it's, it's Lex Luthor after his, his stuff with Superman. So he's got the cancer from having that kryptonite ring on him all the time. No, but it's still like. Like this is what you get for watching it. Like he's a good Lex Luthor though. He just looks like shit. So then, yeah. So then, why are you complaining <laughs> if he's good? Like, because he could be enjoy, better. Enjoy your strawberries. Yeah, but it looks like shit. Because he's fighting cancer. Like you're making fun. No, of he. Survivor. But he had the beard before the cancer. He can't. He can't shave that beard. Like he doesn't look like Lex Luthor without the beard. No, I mean he doesn't look like Lex Luthor with the beard. But yeah. he'll look like you can't even take him seriously. Well, it goes to guy. like what I said earlier. Is Spock have a beard? Is he evil? Because the beard makes him look evil. I posted a picture of Spock with the with the beard. Yeah, too. I saw that. He doesn't look evil. He's not. I mean, he like they thought he killed some people, but he didn't because he's not evil. It's not alternate universe Spock. If it was alternate universe Spock, I would have been more accepting of it. But and like I told you guys on the on the thread, at least in that show, like they actually tell him, you know what, the beard's stupid. You need to get rid of that. Titans as a cast of apparently the whole the whole uh, Deathstroke family. Earlier they earlier they cast they cast the Deathstroke, which is somebody that oh crap there oh Asai Morales. That guy's not white. None of these characters are white. In fact, his kids are all Asian. Then, then they cast Jericho. I can't find his name on here, but he's a, he's an Asian dude. And then I saw another story where they they cast Ravager, and it's another Asian Ooh. chick. So, yay, Titans! <laughs> that show's not good. I need to know who the, who's driving. 
<laughs> I need to know think, uh, who the mom is going to be because these kids are way more Asian than the dad. Wait, so does Jer- does does you said the you said the Deathstroke family? Yeah, because Deathstroke and two of his kids. So I call them Deathstroke family. I don't know what you want to call them. Oh, he has two kids. Yeah, Jericho yeah. and Ravager. Oh, I, I don't remember that. We talked about it on the show. I still don't remember. Ravager, well, Rose. You can call her Rose. Does that make more sense? Yeah, yeah, no, I, her I remember. I remember. Her well, Ro- Rose is Ravager, and Jericho oh, is a little bit more obscure, but he shows up in Arrow, so maybe that's oh. where that's where you would know him from. I stopped watching Arrow. Well, yeah. I put po- and I posted pictures of of Jericho. I closed the link I had open with with Rose, but she's Asian too. You guys notice how when they cast somebody, they try to find the, the one image that's the closest looking to that character? Yeah. Yeah. And it's usually from a bad comic that nobody bought. Yeah. Except for what's his name? Warpath. Why why except for Warpath? Because the guy well, the casting was bad still, but the comic they use as a reference was mm-hmm. the X Force with like not the Clayton Crane one, but like the one before it. Oh, okay. So you're just saying so, it's a good comic that happened to Yeah, that they used. Maybe. But it wasn't yeah. the side by side wasn't there. Because we, well, at the time, they they hadn't even done any, like, test pictures or anything. But in, in the, the design for the actual movie was was actually not that bad. He just, I just wish he was bigger. All these people better yeah. have white hair when that show comes out. Cause I, I, I don't know, hair on these shows has been bugging me lately. Well, you guys know. <laughs> Frank Miller and John Romita are doing some stuff together. Superman Year One. Anybody care? You said I'm what? Sorry, say that one? again. Frank Miller is teaming with John Romita Jr. at DC Comics for Superman Year One. I mean, uh, I wish it wasn't John Romita Jr. Oh, you want the dad? No, I mean, I just I want like a good artist. I I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna post a picture from from this book, and Superman's leg looks broken. Like I feel. <laughs> oh, they already have art for it. Well, this is this is the art that came with the with, with the story. I'm assuming that's where it's from. Yeah, that doesn't. That's yeah. Oh, Maybe wait. it's the like uh, emaciated Superman. From... Yeah. Wait, is Frank? Well, Mil- it's definitely what? emaciated Superman. But why is Frank Miller not drawing this? Because he's got he's old. He shakes. And why can why can John like, Romita Jr. Miller not is gonna die in 2019? Our our legs to John. Oh. Our legs to John no, Romita Jr. What? Feet are to Liefeld? Because, okay, here's the cover, and same busted leg. He's like, knees are prominent. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It is weird. And it's black He's label. Like, why doesn't he, uh, to me to knows how to foreshorten. What, what's wrong? What's going on with this? That, look, that looks terrible. He, That's a good. cover. That's not even, like, a, a panel that he fucked up. That's the cover. That should be your best art. In Isn't fact, that also the issue with Action Comics 1000? Like, didn't he fuck up the cover, too? Oh, no, yeah, that was Jim Lee that did it. No, Jim, Jim Lee's Action Comics 1000 was good. I actually have it right on me right here. Let's see if I have There's uh, 33 variant covers for Detective Comics 1000. Dang. All I care is about I the white one. <laughs> so, so the one that has nobody's art is the one you yeah, because potentially it has everybody's art. Um, last week we talked extensively about white covers, Larry and Joe. You guys missed it, but as I don't, I didn't think I drank that much last week during the show. But I just got a notification that 
the blank cover I ordered on Wednesday night is being delivered later this week. And it was Power Rangers number one. Why would you buy Power Rangers? <laughs> what? Because it was a white cover. You need to post oh. a picture of that shit right now. Uh, all right. Or to, or tomorrow or when, whenever the no, fuck no, you I'm get. I'm posting in chat right now. Who did? That's a notification, Joe. Man, you got to do something about that mic. Who did you get? RB White, because that motherfucker's trying to make some money on that site. No, no, no. I a blank cover. I, I didn't. Oh, I thought it was already drawn on. Yeah, that's funny. No, no. I just bought the plain white cover. What are you gonna have put on it? Like Spider Man as a Nothing. as a Power Ranger. <laughs> I, I like. I don't. I have more co- white covers than I actually have artists. I want to do those. And then on top of that, I have even less like of which artist is doing which comic. Draw a couple black dots on it for eyes and say it's the White Ranger. <laughs> but Mo Mo's gonna have to like put all his white covers together and, and find the artist he likes to do one giant mural of all the white covers. That's what you should do, Mo. You It'll know, be like a you know he's mosaic gonna do that now. White covers. He's gonna do that now. And there's a lot of artists that'll do the back page too. Wow, white cover mosaic. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Like it, it could potentially almost be like uh, you know, you have those pictures that are that are made of of other pictures. It could almost be something like that. What do you do? How do you, do you imagine this? Do you display huh? these white covers somehow, or are they just kind of sitting in a, uh, in a box? Ideally, I would like them framed and hung, <clears throat> but... That's what my wife said. Yeah. Sorry. I feel sorry for this. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, right now, they're just in the comic box with the other white covers. Yeah. I need to get some of these white covers drawn on. Also, in other news, I got our press badge. For C2E2. Are you going? No. Oh. I I got work. I can't. I could conceivably call in sick, but if anybody catches me not being sick, I could also be potentially fired. So, no. Yeah, that's not worth it. So, if anybody that's- would like to to do some reporting work out of the Chicago area, uh, hit me up. We have we have listeners in that area, don't we? Well, I know we had Lloyd, but he, yeah, not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Billy O'Kay is in the Chicago area, but he hates comics, even though he draws them or writes them. <laughs> so yeah, and that that aside from those two, I'm out. I don't know. Yeah, a danger well, girl movie. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was gonna say, if you're listening to Fantastic Forum and you want to attend C two E two and report back, definitely hit Oz up within We're the next away. two days because it's this giveaway. weekend. It's this weekend, so within the next two days. Uh, speaking of C2E2, Marvel is teasing a big event for C2E2. Uh, their next big thing panel. The, it looks like a white cover that just says Marvel at the bottom. You know how white covers do? But it says Hickman on it. So mm. that's how they're teasing their next big thing panel. And that's going to happen at C2E2 this weekend. Uh, room S four hundred one. Wait, is it sat? Is it is it this weekend? <laughs> yeah, or next month. No, it it starts. It's Friday through Sunday. Because right here it says Marvel Comics next big thing Saturday, April twenty third, four to five p.m. Room S four hundred one. That's something else then, because C two E two is March twenty second to the twenty fourth. If it was April, yeah. I would totally be there all weekend. But because yeah, it it's says, March, I can't. yeah, it says here. For more information, don't miss the Marvel Comics Next Big Thing panel 
at C2E2 this weekend. I'm gonna reply. I think somebody just made a mistake. It was like, yeah, April, I'm, I'm gonna April reply 23rd. and let them know. If yeah. they're doing something in Chicago late April, then I need that info because I can make that. Now, a- April 23rd is like a Tuesday or something like that. It's not. It's it's just a somebody made a mistake. It it's this weekend. Yeah, April 23rd is exactly a Tuesday. There I just go. I just replied and let them know they fucked up. <laughs> it was more cyberbullying again. No, I'm actually defending. Uh, I'm not cyberbullying anymore. Okay. DC canceled the book. You guys reading Silencer? No. No. Nobody is. That's why they're canceling it. Okay. Yeah, they're canceling it. That was the their Punisher. Really? Yeah. I thought it would have been the Grim Knight. I guess it's their Age of Heroes Punisher. Right. Because, yeah, this says it was alongside Immortal Man and Curse of the Brimstone, whatever that is. Yeah. I just posted in chat proof Curse that I'm Brimstone. no longer oh, proof that I'm no longer cyberbullying and I'm now defending the cyberbullied. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I think Chris, Chris the Brimstone, I think, was their Hulk, I think. All right. So nobody's mourning that loss, right? I didn't no. even know that was a book. I'm going to have to look for it. What? Why? Because <laughs> now I can get the whole story because it's all done. It's wrapped up. Okay. Tired of all these books. I have to wait for the, the next issue. Why can't they give me all this, the whole story at once? I wish a company would do that. I might support that. <laughs> See, that's where you were supposed to say the name of that one company that I forgot. Ahoy Comics? No, what's the, what's the company that was giving you the whole story? Oh, oh, TKO. Uh, TKO. Apparently, they made a splash in your memories. I was too busy reading about a new comic company called uh, AWA Comics. What is AWA Comics? Uh, Bleeding Cool broke the news of the existence of this publisher repeatedly. We told you who was involved, who financed it and the names of their trademarks, what the names of the trademarks were, and the number of A-list creatives who've been hired to create the new. And now former editor-in-chief Axel Alonso, financier John F. Miller, who brokered the Millar World Netflix deal, and former Marvel president Bill Jemis have gone official in the New York Times as the executive team of artists, writers, and artisans. AWA. Wow. There's going to be uh, Peter Milligan and Aiko are doing American Ronin. Frank Cho is doing Fight Girls. Krista Faust is doing Bad Mother. Michael Morrissey is doing uh, Arch- Archangel 8, which looks like Silencer with Wings. <laughs> and the tagline is Even God Needs Plausible Deniability. <laughs> Wait, no, no. Silencer, Silencer was a woman. Uh, I, I don't know what she looks like. I guess Bad Mother is Silencer, but a mother. <laughs> the tagline for Bad Mother is Baking Bad. And yeah, none of these really, like, Fight Girls gets me just because of the art, because I love Frank Cho's art. Yeah. But uh, it's about warriors vying to be the queen of the galaxy. They don't have a funny tagline. The cover is by Tim Brad's, Bradstreet. Um, American Ronin, it says about highly trained operatives of huge corporations. So I feel like I've heard, read that book before. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, whatchamacallit is, um, Lazarus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we'll see. I mean, the guys involved at the top is interesting, but at the end of the day it comes down to the comics, right? Yeah. Um, Eddie Piscor got a bad review for his book. And then he liked the bad review, so then his fans started actually drawing (laughs) what the bad review was. So, I don't know, Larry, have you heard of uh, X-Men Grand Design? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Eddie Piscor writes and draws it. And Mm -hmm. some guy hit him on Twitter saying, 
I don't like Grand Design. It's like R. Crumb's X-Men. <laughs> and so he goes, so then on Instagram, he screenshotted and posted, fuck it, I'll take it. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, who isn't an R. Crumb fan? And right. then uh, then all his fans did a, a bunch of, like, R. Crumb X-Men art, like, mashup. And a lot of those are oh. cool. I, I really love the Wolverine one. Like, I think that one's going to be a good tattoo. Where can you see it? On Eddie Pisc- uh, well, Ed Piscor on Instagram. I'll, I'll put it in the chat. Yeah, that's interesting, though. Yeah, Grand Grand Design was actually the book um, where they were uh, doing a retelling of, like, the like basically the, 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 the early of the issues X- of X-Men. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and, you know, it's not for everybody. I do think that you have to be a fan of his style to get through it because, um, you know, it's it's dense otherwise. Yeah. But it's interesting, though. I was actually going to get it to you for your birthday, but there's several volumes now. Yeah. And I didn't know if I should get all of them or if you have any of them. And I didn't want to like, ruin the surprise. So instead, I just did a poorly produced birthday show. <laughs> I love that birthday show. <laughs> And then there was a sugar man. Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Anything else before we get out of here? Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, we can barely hear you, Jay. Say again. I assume we officially announced the date, the release date for The Walking Dead final season episode four is, well, is coming it? out of <laughs> March 26th. And there's a new trailer and screenshots out today. If you want to check them out, I don't have the link. That's fair. That's fair. It's good stuff. I'm glad that that got to finish. All right, cool. Let's play the wrap up music. Yeah. Sorry. Ah, <laughs> uh, give me some final thoughts, buddy. Uh, go check out Wolverine: The Long Night. It's a, it's good. There's gonna be a whole bunch more like it coming so you might as well start enjoying it <laughs> Jay final thoughts the end Jay. I know right alright I guess we're going with Telltale then. <laughs> oh, you can't hear me oh we can hear you now yes Oh, I was saying new episodes of Hedgehog for Hire started streaming yesterday. Okay, cool. Close Magnum. Final thoughts. Uh, we didn't get to do our weekly uh, review and synopsis of Doom Patrol, but you should definitely check that shit out. Um, a little. Um, feedback from one of our listeners on the show was here dude have you watched doom patrol episode five this shit continues to deliver it's all expertly crafted and well thought out down to the transition imagery uh the transition imagery and all the existentialism i'm hooked um what i do have to say of episode five is that the uncreator is better than MCU's Thanos. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, make sure you let us know what you think of the show. Make sure you give us feedback like the one we just read a moment ago. Hit us on social media. We have our Twitter. We have our Instagram. We have our Facebook group. 
This fantastic forum only on allgames.com.